Hello, my name is Love Afrifa, and you're listening to For The One Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to For The One Podcast. My name is Love Afrifa, and I'm really excited to introduce our guest for this episode of the Growing Pain series, President Graves, or Pakwasi Graves, aka David. Excited to have him on today. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here, Love. I'm honored uh, to be here to share my two cents, you know, just to make the world a better place. Well, we're super excited to have you. So could you tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself? I know you from home church, of course, back in Houston, but just let the listeners know how old you are, where in the world you are right now, um, what you're up to, and what are your future plans? <laughs> All right. So, hey, guys, uh, a quick background about myself. So, I'm David Graves, but I love to be called President Graves or Parkway Graves, uh, turning 26 this year. I'm a bit shy, though. I recently got an offer. I accepted a new job offer and what I am looking to get more involved in in the nearest future is to be in politics and government to advocate a lot. If you check my socials, I'm always about activism here and there. That's awesome. Well, yeah, we're so excited to have you. Um, And today's topic is really on growing pains, self-control, also just making decisions and being really intentional with those decisions, too. Um, A lot of the planning behind this episode, when me and David were talking, we talked a lot about a lot of those things and just how important it is to be intentional with the decisions you make during this time, but also like having self-control in those decisions and being able to say like yes to things and no to things. So yeah. So yeah. We're just to give a little background and just to talk a little bit before we go into the episode, self-control specifically is the discipline, um, impulse or gratification for a greater purpose or cause. When we exercise self-control, we're saying uh, for a bigger and better yes. We're basically trading something in the here and now for something greater in the future. And in order to develop self-control, we have to be honest with ourselves about our weaknesses. And each one of us is different. Some of us are tempted by overeating, others by greed or other things like that. And by being aware of what tempts us, we can really take our struggles to self-control is a fruit of the spirit and we have to have self-control. God empowers us to overcome this temptation. So before we get started and dive into this discussion and these topics, I'm going to ask David to pray over the episode and to pray over us. Yeah. Heavenly Father. We thank you for a day like this. We thank you for giving us the breath of life. We thank you for giving us the grace. Father, as we are about to delve into this discussion, sharing ideas, I pray, speak through us, use us as your mouthpiece. Let let everything that will be altered heal many hearts in the name of Jesus. We commit the listeners into your hands. The Father, the, heal the brokenhearted. Give hope to the heart. Let every word that we hear be sown as a seed and rooted deep into your heart in jesus name amen 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 okay so david i know that you've listened to some of the episodes already in the growing pain series so i'd love to just hear your thoughts and perspective on that first but i'd also like to pose a question to you and our listeners um and that is what are some reasons why people are so quick not to exercise self and 
I must say that I've listened to all your episodes, you know, all the episodes that you've put out ever since you launched this podcast. And I think it's a great thing that you're doing. Uh, you know, I've, yeah, I'm like, it's quite interesting. And I'm, I want to believe that you've brought a lot of perspective and healing to Pipe. Uh, you're balancing the daily Christian lifestyle. You're making Christianity be a practical lifestyle. And we don't often get to see that. So I think it's an excellent thing you're doing. So now speaking on the growing pains, I was quite, you know, blown away, impressed with the things that you had to say that first two episodes. And it was quite enlightening. And the last one, I hit you up on it because of some of the things that you got to say, because I didn't know that, you know, you had some of these challenges <laughs> yeah but it was quite interesting you know how you sort of shown your vulnerability in that episode so i think that is very great because uh many a times when i'm pretty sure you have some mentees that look at you look up to you and they'll be like oh my mentor is you know without blemish but showing that part of you I'm pretty sure it would encourage some of us. It will encourage your mentees and realize, oh, I mean, no one is not really. So it's really been interesting. And to answer your question, what are some of the reasons why people are so quick not to exercise self-control? <laughs> I like I've been thinking around this particular question, and it's it's like there's no right or wrong answer. Right, of course. It, I mean, because it if if you say that you have the right answer then people will be like well don't judge me when you've not been in my shoes mm -hmm. mm, uh, some of the profound things i had to come up with was lack of willpower mm -hmm. willpower that you know many people do not understand the kind of will they have yeah. um uh think that they will fail at something even before they try some like it's just flat out laziness like they do not like they are so calm they, 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 they are in their comfort zone so they don't want to you know uh make the move they don't want to rise up for a challenge you know they are comfortable change is scary to them and even though they know they are drowning but they are scared to even take a leap of faith to do this thing yeah. and also sometimes we are just feeding ourselves uh, the same old things rather than changing our environment you know somebody says oh i want to control how i eat and yet you keep hanging around you know uh people who eat a lot or you keep hanging around nachos you know ch chips you know when you like it's like you don't stop going to the store and there is this old Ghanaian proverb in the akan that's in the uh, you don't stand in the um uh colony of, um uh to get rid of the ants that are biting you Mm -hmm. If you want to get rid of the ants that are biting you, you have to move away from that colony. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I just, yeah. So I just feel like it's just flat out laziness. People tend to get comfortable, you know. Uh, so this is just the way I am. This is who I am. You know, you just yeah. have to accept me for who I am and all. Um, and I think also for me, it was really a perspective problem. Like I was looking at self as a very subtopic in the fruit of the spirit, when in reality, it's very integral. Um, specifically, self-control is so important, especially in the stage of life that we're in now, because there are so many things that you have to delay gratification for, knowing that you're working towards a bigger goal. Like for me, when I was in high school, especially, because I was doing like too many things, 
I would always allow myself to get like do whatever I wanted like I was so quick to let myself get a snack or like um, spend extra money on these clothes or do this thing with my friends or whatever just because I did so much in school and I was always so working so hard so I really had no I like no sense of um during that time in my life and I think something that really stuck with me and this is just a pressure but I remember watching like videos on YouTube from like millionaires and people who just have stewarded their money really well and I'm like wow so they just woke up worth a million dollars and like they just know how to use their money but in reality that's not how that worked and that's not how it worked for them they were able to steward what they had well and they had self-control over the little that they had and that's how they were able to manage large companies and even multi-million dollar businesses and they just worked with what they had. It didn't matter if I only had $20 in my pocket. They knew that they wanted more money in the future and had to steward that. I guess kind of like going back to what you said on self-control, how do you delay gratification for yourself? Like, what do you, t what do you do? What do you use to motivate yourself? Is there something that you're working on currently that you're like, I know that this is gonna take a lot of self-control now, but it's going to be so worth it in the future. Yeah. So, you know, so to respond to that, I like to quote one of my favorite scriptures that I used to, like, I think I pretty much used to address self-control issues, making decisions and all of that. And if you have your Bible, you can turn with me to first Corinthians chapter nine, verses 27. I'm reading from the amplified version. It says that, but like a boxer, I strictly discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached the gospel to others, I myself will not somehow be disqualified yeah. as unfit for service. Amen. So this, you know, anytime I think about self-control, this is what I think about. Because the Apostle Paul says, you know, like he mentions some powerful keywords over here. Says that like a boxer, the King James uses the word athlete. So athlete could refer to anybody into the sport. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he uses boxer. And he says that he put this, you know, he strictly disciplines his body and make it its slave. So he deliberately enslaves the body. But we live in a time whereby our bodies are enslaving us rather than we enslaving our body. We need to bring it under subjection. And I was telling you, yeah, I told you what your father told me that uh, in one of his preachings, he, he did mention that what your flesh will cause you to do, even the devil will go to God and plead for forgiveness on your behalf. Because the flesh, our human flesh, if we do not bring it under subjection, if we, if we are not harsh towards it, this body wants to commit murder. This body wants to commit uh, fornication, adultery. This body wants to steal and do all sorts of social vices. So we as human beings need to understand mm -hmm. the kind of power that we have, the kind of authority that we have to subject our body, to subdue it. You see, it is not enough to say that, oh, uh, I am weak. God knows that this is my weakness. And yeah, God knows that. But at the end of the day, he has made his grace 
to be sufficient so that in place of your weakness, his grace is also going to magnify. And the fact that his grace is, his grace is being magnified over there does not mean that you just have to willingly uh, accept certain things. You don't have to you know, accept the status quo. You need to make an effort. Yeah. You, you know that, okay, I spend lavishly when I get about a hundred bucks in my hands or, you know. So what you do is when you get a hundred bucks in your hands, you immediately make a decision. Mm-hmm. You either go put it in your bank account or you give it to somebody who can keep it safe for you. When you have that hundred bucks, you take a decision. Okay, I'm not going to go anywhere. There is some wings or fried chicken or you're not going to go to Burlington or you're, you're not going to go to the mall or whatsoever. You, 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 you make a constant decision to deal with some of these things. It is called self. The key word there is self. It is not God control. It is not Holy Spirit control. Neither is it Jesus control. It is self because God has given us the power. That is what a lot of Christians, a lot of believers need to understand. God has given us the power. In as much as we have to submit to him, there are certain key things that we need to do ourselves. So if you know that you have a last problem, if you have a last problem, you should, you, should make, you should make it a point. You should have a mechanism in place saying that says that you are not going to be alone in a room with a lady. You should put mechanisms in place. You will not be, I mean, like you will not be alone somewhere with a lady and all of, you have to put these mechanisms in place in order for you not to falter. So yeah. they personally, these are some of the things that I do. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm faced with something that, you know, is going to cause me to fall short of the glory of God, I ask myself, what is going to be the long-term impact of this? Right. I have learned to develop the mindset of the greater picture, the greater good. So I'm like, okay, if I do this, if I get angry and I say some hurtful stuff, at the end of the day, how is it going to impact the relationship? Mm-hmm. If I'm going to uh, heed to the last I am feeling about a particular girl, at the end of the day, how is it going to impact my integrity? Yeah. So I think about all these things and I look at the future God has for me and I'm like, I cannot just do certain things. Yeah. See, we have to understand that as Christians, in as much as God has given us the willpower, there are certain things that we are not permitted to do. Yeah, that's good. All things, Paul said, no, all things are permissible, but not all things are expedient. Right. There right. is something that, you love, you will do, and you will get away with it. But mm-hmm. when I do it, God will not, I mean, God will punish me mm-hmm. severely. Your punishment may be lesser than mine. Mm-hmm. You know, so there are certain things that people will get away with. So we Christians seem to understand that this is something, I mean, everybody has their own path. Yeah. You cannot necessarily say, oh, this individual is a pastor and yet he's still, you know, doing all sort of things. So, uh, I might as well do it and it will be okay. No, that is not. So you have to weigh yourself, understand who you are, weigh the greater good, and, you know, make a conscious decision. I'm like, I don't know if I'm making sense, but... You're making so much sense. And I was even going to say that 
I feel like part of the problem, especially like for now, like again, talking about the season, a lot of the consequences like you were discussing, you don't see them right away. Like you don't, they're not immediately reprimanded anymore. Like when we were kids and we did bad things, like of course our parents would do whatever they felt like doing it. <laughs> reprimand us. But because now we're young adults growing up, like those consequences we just you just talked about don't always show up immediately. So if you think you might have gotten away with it, but it can show up in so many different ways later down the line. Really? For example, like not eating healthy now could show up later down the line as health problems, obesity, things like that. Yeah, not changing your mindset <laughs> now could easily show up as like you being less confident harder for you to be in a room with other people and like more insecure and things like that. Just, these are like just small examples, but you can see how if you play it out with certain things that we're dealing with now, it could easily become so detrimental to, again, the future that you want for yourself. But again, the future the Lord has planned out for you too. Um, I remember you mentioned um, when we were planning for this episode, talking about like the GPS example and like how your consequences play into that. I would love for you to share that. But before I go on to that, I just want to share <laughs> like it's funny how we overlook the little things. Those are the very things that affect us long-term in the future. Yeah. So, but going on to share the GPS analogy, I don't know, it's been about four years since I had this, uh, God shared this thing with me. So there was a time that I was driving and um, I missed my exit. Okay, so the GPS rerouted me and, you know, found me the next available exit. And as I was going to take it, God just spoke to me that, that, you know, life is like a GPS. Everybody has their time. You know, there's a particular time that you are supposed to shine bright. There's a particular time that you're supposed to make it. There's a particular time that you're supposed to be successful. But however, when we are not able to make uh you know make it up to those times you know and let's say at the age of 25 you were supposed to be a doctor and something happened because of your own decision it does not mean that the dream as a doctor is over it just mean that just like a gps when you miss exit 20 now the gps will recalculate and give you the next closest exit but the problem here is that sometimes you may not get the immediate close exit. Sometimes you have to go make a U-turn and get back on the same road to take that very exit that you were supposed to take. Or sometimes there is another alternative exit ahead of you. So it all depends. Yeah. You know, so the, the decisions that we make, the choices that we make has a profound effect. Sometimes we may not really, yeah, we may get a second chance, but that second chance comes at a cost. Mm. It, it will come at a very hefty price, mm. you know? So, I mean, just like King David, you look at oh, everything that he did, a beloved man of God and all, but at the end of the day, God denied him building a church because of the blood he had on his hands. Wow. So it's like, at the end of the day, Many of us are like, oh, God is going to give me a second chance. Yeah, he will. But sometimes that second chance is going to come in 20 years. Wow. Or it's going to come in one year. Or it's going to come in five years. So yes, if you can avoid certain things, that is why I'm always advocating for our generation, my cohort, our cohort, to listen to advice a lot. Because I find that over the years, especially now, 
many of us don't want to listen to our parents. Many of us don't want to listen to the elderly because mm -hmm. we think that they are old school. We think that they don't know what this generation is dealing with. We think that, it, yeah, that may be true, but trust me, that I love, I love idioms and proverbs a lot. So I guess I'm going to say this in the local dialect. I hope it's okay. Then I'll translate yeah. it. To you. No, it's so, so I'm going to say this. In pain for today, as I what I'm saying in English, what an elderly person will see sitting down, you, a child, even if you stand, you will not see it because they have experience. They've gone ahead of us and they know certain things that they are telling us. And I'm going to admit, sometimes they are overbearing, they are controlling. But when you take a minute to sit down and analyze certain things that they say, it is for our own good. There are certain things that I look back in time and I'm so grateful for my grandmother. Mm. My grandmother, she raised me and there are so many things that she said that has become so applicable in my life right now. She always told me uh, two captains cannot be in one ship. Had I known it's always at last. Be content with what you have. It's like she always said so many profound things, uh, things that right now I look back and I'm so grateful for. Mm -hmm. So this boils down to the fact that we need to, one way to escape some of these things, some of the challenges that we are facing now is to listen to advice. Our parents are always going to look out for us. Sometimes they are overbearing, but it's coming from a good place. It's coming from, because they don't want us to suffer like they did. But it's quite unfortunate that we see it in a different way. We yeah. see that, oh, you, I mean, you don't know what we have to deal with. We don't. But at the end of the day, it's like we end up repeating the same mistakes that our parents made. And so I'm like, I often ask myself that is, are we getting better or we are even becoming worse? Yeah. It's quite interesting. So we need to be mindful of the choices. So just like the GPS, yeah. The GPS is just going to give you another exit, you know, but you have to make sure because when you're driving over the GPS at the airport, when you miss that airport exit, oh man, it's brutal. <laughs> yeah, it will take you about 20 minutes to get back. Yeah. You know, so the that is the analogy that mm -hmm. you know I shared with love. And yeah, I hope that uh it blesses some of you. Yeah, no, it definitely does. And I think to like, if I think about it practically for myself, like there's so many things that I've sinned or like I've done wrong and I'm still dealing with like working on it now. Like there's so many sins that people are actively trying to overcome every single day. It's not like they gave their life to Jesus and those things just went away. The consequence is that you're gonna have to suffer and fight through this every single day. That's the consequence for some people. Yeah. And like, just thinking about it in that way, like if you can avoid that, you know, as a believer, especially as a young adult, not bring those problems into your marriage, not have to like keep fighting through those things later down the line um, with working with tons of people, with lots of personalities. How do you overcome those things that you dealt with when um, nobody was watching? You know what I mean? And so I totally agree. And that was awesome. I'm excited to move on. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning into part one of Growing Pains with President Graves. Please join us next week for part two, and we just want to remind you that Jesus loves you and that he'd leave the 99 just to find you. Bye.